DJ and PK in the morning, proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Samson Nakua is scheduled to join us here momentarily. BYU wide receiver Nick Ford, Ute offensive lineman, is coming up at 8.30 this morning. And Blake Anderson, Aggie head coach, at 9.30. PK, yeah. for the Cougars who are about to discuss that... Was pretty rough at the line of scrimmage. Man, Baylor running the ball, running the ball, running the ball some more. You give up 303 yards of rushing, you're going to be in trouble. And the Cougars were. Yeah, surprising. They got dominated. There's just no doubt about it. You can't phrase it any other way. They absolutely got dominated up front. I don't know what was going on. Was it an embarrassment? Was Baylor just that much better? BYU exposed a little bit. Oh, I guess there's a whole bunch of things you can put in the pot and stir it up and see what you come up with. But, yeah, that was a disappointing Performance by the Cougars against Baylor on Saturday. It was fun to have them in the parade and all that stuff. And welcome to the Big 12. Yeah, welcome to the Big 12 while we beat the crap out of you. (laughs) Great to have you here. That's even better. A little patronizing there, if you ask me. And while the defensive line had its issues, the offensive line had some of the same issues. They did not run the ball very well themselves. Threw it. A bunch of big plays to, to Nakua. Tapuka Nakua. Yeah. And the one big run on fourth down, they fooled him. Romney had some good catches, too. Jaron Hall ran away from him. Uh, yeah. But if you're going to go to one, it's it's the inability to stop the run. And you're, you're never going to win any games if you allow a team to run over 300 yards. You just, <laughs> just no, unless you're playing Air Force, it's what they do all the time. So it's amazing that... That happened. I did not see that coming to that extent. I thought if you look at statistics, I'm not watching a lot of Baylor football, but if you look at the statistics, it indicated that Baylor was pretty good at running the ball, but just dominating the way they did was a big surprise. Tyler Algier held to 15 carries for 33 yards. The team ran for 67, and Sackyardage pulls that number down, and meanwhile, Baylor just doing whatever they wanted. Abram Smith, 188 yards, three touchdowns, converted linebacker from a year ago. Well, I guess that was a good, good thing they they moved him to the other side of the uh, the, the ball. It's a good thing they played BYU. Yeah, and now they've got to, you know I don't know what's going to happen with Washington State and their coach and all that stuff. But as I said weeks ago, the Utes caught a significant break when Delore didn't play against them because uh, when he plays, they're a whole heck of a lot better. And that's what they got this week. Washington State coming up another Saturday afternoon game, Wazoo 4-3. and three. I wouldn't think they can run the ball like that, but we didn't think we were gonna be able to run, they were going to be able to run the ball like that. Well, they're not week. oriented to run the ball like yeah. that, so they won't ball, run the ball like that, so you don't have to worry about thinking about that because that's not going to happen. Uh, they're going to beat you in other ways, and he's very good. He's an emerging player, freshman last year, now coming on a little bit here. And so it's going to be a tough one for them. Back-to-back losses for the Cougars after five straight. Maybe getting back into the Pac-12 will help them. They've handled the Pac-12. Oh, it's back-to-back losses. They feel differently because one game's a bunch of turnovers. The Pac-12 has nothing to do with it. BYU needs to play a lot better. You don't think that's Baylor being a lot better? BYU has to play a lot better. I don't, Baylor's gone now. I don't have to worry about them for two years. It's about the Cougars. I'm not interested in talking about Baylor anymore. I'm talking about BYU. Yes, but did the Cougars not play well because they were matched up? It with doesn't the matter. What opponents? difference is they're not playing Baylor anymore? Right. And if no one okay, is as good as it. Baylor, great. Then no. that won't happen again. Okay, fine. Now on to Washington State. 
that's who they have to beat. Baylor's in the rearview mirror. If you want to talk about Baylor, feel free to do it. I want to talk about BYU, their need to play better no matter who they play. This is about Washington State. It's a completely different team. They're not going to get dominated to the tune of 300 yards on the ground anymore. That's not going to happen this week. They have to figure out ways to apply pressure to their quarterback, Washington State, because I believe he's a pretty good player. He's an emerging player. So how can they find ways to shore up what they need to do? And then that, That's the most important thing. And how can they find ways to run the ball better? What can they do? It's about them. The opponent, uh, so be it. They're done. And you don't want to obviously have a three-game losing streak here. So going forward, and I think they can win this game, uh, especially because I don't know what Washington State's going to have with their coach. You know, he's got the thing with the COVID and wanting the religious exemption and the vaccine and all that stuff, and there's other assistants on the staff who do that. So the program could be called in chaos. I mean, you listen to Rolovich talk. It was almost like a goodbye speech the other day. After they beat Stanford, so I, I, it's a crazy situation. That's one thing that uh, that I've never really experienced before. And he's talking about he's acknowledging that this might be it, and it'd be a shame because he really enjoys coaching these boys and, and all the stuff that he was saying. It was almost like going to his own funeral in a sense, from a professional standpoint. It was very weird. I have no frame of reference to compare this to whatsoever. We've seen coaches gone in the middle of the season, but not when the team is playing this well. It's a totally different situation, and he's supposed to hear from the university today. Yeah. Except they were saying, well, maybe they won't hear anything because it's a process, and there's he's not the only one going through it, and if everyone applies at the end, I mean, it's really weird. If everyone applies at the end, there isn't time for the committee to review all of these. Right, so I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Nobody does. And that could be a... Uh a big wrench into the plans for Washington State. Maybe not. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know who your coach is going to be on a Monday. I, I when guys are getting fired, uh, well, they get fired. We we don't go into the week. Are you going to coach this week? Normally, you know whether the coaches by Monday, if they they normally don't make a change the, the day of the week, the game of, when the game's on Saturday during the week. You know, Lane Kiffin and those guys get fired on a Saturday. Uh, so you you know that situation. The same thing with uh, the second time around with Helton. But here we are on a Monday. We're still not sure if he's going to be coaching. And there's no speculation that he's losing his job due, due, due to poor performance. So that's very, very funky there. Question of the day, Utah all alone in first place. Utah State breaking a two-game losing streak, and BYU has lost two in a row. What do you make of all of that? And Craig points out, BYU and Utah are both 3-0 in Pac-12 play with an opportunity to get to 4-0 next week. Yeah, except for BYU doesn't get anything for that. That's nice. You get wins, but you don't get a shot at the Rose Bowl, and Utah has a legitimate chance. They've got, right now, this is the best shot that they've had to get to the Rose Bowl since they've been in the conference starting in 2011. I can emphatically state that. They've never had this good of a chance. You feel better about this than even when they got it down to one game? Yes. Yep, I do. The league looks wide open. Everybody else is lost. It's a weak, weak league. And 
with that in mind. And it doesn't matter if you're the best of the week. You're in. And you get to go to the Rose Bowl. Who cares? <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, they. I think their chances right now is as good as they've ever been. I see no reason they do not get in. You know, injuries can happen in football, but I can't predict them, so I'm not going to worry about them because they can happen to the other team just as well as they could happen to your team. Landon says BYU is going to finish with eight wins. Mark my words. Okay. Mark my words. And my mother used to say that all the time. Mark my words. And it was never, oh, mark my words, sweetie. <laughs> There's a little edge to mm-hmm. it. Mark my words. Yeah, it was a massive edge. Yeah. Usually preceded and succeeded by swear words. Eight wins would be a massive disappointment after starting 5-0 and and two games back there that we've all identified as gimmies. Sure, I would agree with that. Uh, but at the same time, that's what I had them at. So I think you have to invi- you have to evaluate the season in its entirety when we get to that point. Troy says, uh, well, BYU's lucky Utah coaching staff got the starting QB position wrong or it would have been 10 wins in a row for the Utes over BYU. Yeah, you can make a case for that. Certainly from BYU, that's what I'm going to write about this week. I was doing it last night. I mean, BYU, Utah just made a massive coaching blunder. And you told me, I, well, why don't you tell Kyle Whittingham? I should have told him because I was right. <laughs> yes. Kyle! I called it. Swag guy over here. I kept saying it, man. This is not second guessing here. Monday morning quarterback on a day that is Monday morning. I said it weeks before. I know he, uh, that Brewer kid, man, he was awesome in that spring game. Boy, it was the best spring game I've ever seen. We need Todd Graham here. That was the best spring quarterback performance I've ever seen. Aloha. But, but he hadn't. He didn't have it. He didn't have it. He was not invested in the team. He was invested in himself. And he showed that less than 48 hours after getting benched, quitting. I'm out. Uh, and uh, uh, rising has it. He's 3-0. and He's basically 3 and a half and 0 3-1-0. Yeah. <laughs> He's about a three-point. Well, clearly they would have won the game against San Jose State if he played the first half. If he half. played in the first half. And I know you're all excited. They're 6 and I feel bad for you. You, Charlie Brown, uh-huh. you do this every year. You get all hyped up on some dumb bowl game that they're going to go to, and then they lose, and you get, you're like a 15-year-old oh, you're you're there. They're going to lose. <laughs> you're, I can't believe your fandom is so strong. <laughs> After all these years, you still get wrapped up as if you're 15 years old. <laughs> but that's what makes you your charming self, is that you're all excited. And I know you were, you were on the edge of your seat watching San Jose State in overtime. <laughs> I was thinking of you, barely stuck, could hardly stay awake. You know, do I want to watch? Finally, I said, no, I'm going to bed. This is ridiculous. It was bad football. It's late. I know, but I'm thinking of you because you're just such a fanboy with that. And good for you, man. If it brings you happiness, I'm all for it. Uh, but, it doesn't sound like it, but I'll take it. But but that's who you are. It's not who I am. I went golfing with a guy from Maryland over the weekend, and uh, I told him where I was from. So, were you a Giants fan growing up? No. Were you a Jets fan growing up? No. Were you a Yankees fan growing up? No. <laughs> he went through the whole thing. He's probably getting all kinds of disappointed. <laughs> there's a whole Why didn't you just thing. save him? Dude, I'm 0 for 9. I don't care about any of them. Rutgers, if you want 0 for 10. And he was, he was from Maryland. This was down in southern Utah. And he was from Maryland. And he was taking a one-man National Parks vacation. And he was a very good golfer, by the way. And he squeezed it in at Sky Mountain in Hurricane. And uh, so I said, he's really no one. I said, yeah, it's really weird. Since uh, I'm in the sports business, I figured I could tell him because I'm never going to see him again, right? And uh, so I tell him, and oh, he was just 
uh, he was just stunned. And I always introduced myself as Pat. And so I told him the name of the show. Uh, and I could see him over there looking. <laughs> I hit a good, I get a hit a good D shot off 10. Nice shot, PK! <laughs> 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 it was a lot of fun playing with him, but he was just amazed that I was not. I said, I know, I just wasn't wired that way. What can I tell you, man? I just never got into teams. I get into players, you know, and I love watching individual players who are really good, but I just never got caught up in the winning and losing. So, well, it saves you a lot of heartache because Brady Hoke's going to let me down. You're right. Uh, the football will get pulled away. The Charlie Brown thing. <laughs> I mean, it's such a struggle. <laughs> and they barely won a couple of these. But you can argue very strongly that rising quarterback, they beat San Diego State. So that could be a massive, massive blunder by the Utah coaching staff. And yet, if they end up in the Rose Bowl, because as you just said, this is their best chance. It's a nice consolation prize, but it does yeah. not take away from the fact that they blew it. Yeah. It's a <laughs> consolation prize. Well... Because it could be nice. a playoff team. Yes, yes, yes. If they were one or zero losses right now, they'd be ranked in the top ten, and they would be strongly considered, particularly in a conference that is down this year. There's nothing in front of you that is unbeatable. Nothing. I told yeah. you. I told you months ago. I didn't believe in Oregon's and Anthony Brown, and yeah. you thought oh, Cal on the surface. On the surface of what? It went down literally the last play. Goal line stand and <laughs> yeah. the game. Yeah. This Oregon one, D is would big you time. Trust me on Pac-12 football instead of arguing with me all the time. This I was is, right. Oregon this is the won. One thing I ah. on the surface <laughs> it looks like a blowout, and I said, "What I surface? On the surface, <laughs> it, it was wasn't. never going to be a blowout." Well, especially now because I'm missing a running back. It too. doesn't matter. And I, and I told, it doesn't matter. Well, it does matter. When I say told you, you said you knew the. It's not like the running back was injured sure. after <laughs> you made the statement. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and he's getting hurt, and now, Mark, injury. <laughs> so they knew going in, there's nothing on the surface that screams Oregon blowout. I read a thing this week from a, from somebody over there in Oregon. You got a five-star kid in Thompson, play the kid. But you know, they insist on going with Brown, and they're booing in their own Autzen Stadium. Yep. Phil Knight said, take my name off of it. Well, that's a little extreme. <laughs> Just a figure of speech. The ballpark I'm talking about across the street. It's a, he doesn't have. He doesn't want his name. Uh, his name isn't attached to it. He ha- pro- provided all the upgrades, I'm sure. But Utah just has a golden opportunity. There's really, literally, I can see no reason why they're not playing January 1st. Doesn't mean they will. But as we sit here right now, I don't think that there's anything in their way. Cam Rising is something special. He just is, man. His ability to escape, and he's not a big rah-rah guy. He doesn't show a ton of emotion, but kids love playing for him or with him or by him, whatever you want to say, as the quarterback alongside is even better. Yeah, thanks. Uh, So all those things there go into it. I mean, just dominant. I know Jaden Daniels throws a pretty deep ball, but this isn't punt, pass, and kick. Pretty deep balls only get you so far. (laughs) you got to be able to do it all. Two weeks in a row, they didn't score a point in the second half. Yep. They didn't score a point against Stanford. They didn't get sports. You, so, like, you like the penalties coming back? Well, I mean, it's who they are. Been, my wife said, what, what's going on? I said, I'm going to give you my standard answer. Where have you been for 40 years? <laughs> Nobody ever texts me, hey, how about those devils after a win? I always get it locally here from after people. Yeah, yeah, like, where have you been for 40 years? There, if it wouldn't have been Utah, I wouldn't have watched it. It's embarrassing. 
they're an embarrassing team. They're an embarrassing program. It's been this way forever. I don't have. I, I people probably came at me on Twitter, but I don't. I don't have my mentions on, so I can't see you. If you want to come at me, you got to call up or get on our uh, open line here. That's. I'm not. I don't make myself available to the public twenty four seven, so I don't have mentions there. Uh, so you can have rip me all you want. I don't see them. Uh, as far as that goes, I figured why why be available? I mean, you you send nice tweets, so no one's going to rip you. But people like to come after me, and that's fine. But I'm not going to make myself available 24 seven. I'll do it during working hours. If you got any, if you want to rip me, have at it. You got me from six to ten every every Monday through Friday, and I'm available there. I suppose you can email me, but really nobody does that anymore. Not really. Yeah. We <laughs> thought email is now old school. Email was cutting edge <laughs> yeah. for about five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I did have people leave threatening voice messages on my landline, but I don't have a landline anymore. I'm out. <laughs> so you can't get my, I don't know, is there a way to get your cell phone? Can people get Oh, your, yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you aren't getting spammed on your cell phone? Well, no, but I guess I get spammed, but so that's just that random numbers. There's ways to get you. But... No one is calling me up with a specific idea. To, I've been threatened will, with my life. Right. I will tell you in the break, but I'm not going to blurt it out here on the air and help people. Yeah, but I don't answer any number that I don't have programmed That makes it harder answer, to get to you. So. And don't set up a voicemail box. It'll irritate people, but don't do it. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, they know how to get... People who know how to get in touch with me can get in touch with me. That, that's what matters the most. So, uh, on that way, if you blasted me on Twitter, I don't see it, so I, I can't help you there. But yeah, the Devils have been an embarrassment. I mean, Herm Edwards, come on. He got so much praise because he's a nice guy, but there's no discipline in the program. They're, they're just an embarrassment. I would have turned it off. I would have gone to Hawaii and Nevada, but I felt obligated since it was the Utes. So that to give you a, a And my level of fandom, BYU played... ASU at home and Utah played ASU at home and I didn't go to either game so back off the fandom there but this is about the Utes anyway Uh, and right now I expect them to continue rolling now as soon as I say that they go up to Oregon State and lose because it's not like they're world beaters either but they may be best of the bunch and it is fluctuating from week to week you know we may come in here next Monday and who's our new flavor of the week in the Pac-12 but right now it's Utah Right now. But is Utah that good because they've got a quarterback and they've got a complete team around him? Or Pac-12 churn and it is going to be a different team every week? And just because it's Utah now doesn't mean it won't be Utah next week. And if Utah gets beat, that doesn't mean it can't be Utah again in two or three weeks. Well, I don't see them losing two games. So maybe it comes down to the night before Halloween against the UC Los Angeles Bruins. Maybe that. There it is. Because if UCLA wins that, then the top three in the South have all beaten each other, and it's chaos down the stretch. Yeah, Everybody's got a tiebreaker against somebody, but everybody doesn't have anything else. Devils are going 8-1, my friend, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, but will they all end up 7-2? and two? Oh, I'd be surprised if they went 7-2. and two. Uh. Then, you fans, gear up. Yeah. Wouldn't you be surprised if UCLA went 8-1? I'd be surprised if any of them went 8-1, yeah. Except the Utes. Because uh, if I take a long said. view, but if I go week to week, it changes. If I take Right now I'm taking the long view. I'm not taking it week to week. I'm not taking it this opponent versus the Utes, that opponent against the Utes. I'm taking a long view. 
which when you have, uh, what do they have, five games to go? Six? How many conference games they got left? They got six. Six, right. When you have six conference games to go, I think that's the only way you can take it is the long view. This, it's pointless to break down the whatever game in November. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Although they got two cream puff opponents in Arizona and Colorado. But everybody's going to beat Arizona and Colorado, except Arizona's not going to beat Colorado. Uh, so really, in a sense, they've got four games left. They could very well go 4-0. They could go 0-4 conceivably. I don't think they will do either of those. But it's pointless to break down those games right now. I'm taking long view, and yes, well, I can see them being sitting there at eight and one with the long view. But let's wait and hold off from week to week. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely, and I think you have to do it because all three teams are vulnerable to a quarterback injury. I don't think any of them have a second string quarterback who can play at a high level. Very few teams do. A few do, but none of these three. So everybody's vulnerable to that. I think it's a two-team race. Because if, if, no team that leads the league in penalties is going to win anything. Yeah, almost leading the nation in penalties. I think third. Third in the nation yeah. in penalties. They had that graphic during the game. You know, the first three weeks were brutal, and they cut it in half to like six per game. And then, man, against the youths, the flags just kept flying. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Rod Rex, Lend Right Mortgage. He joins us right now with some deals you need to hear about. Rod, good morning. Good morning to both of you. So you've got something called the Freedom Loan. Explain to people what that is. Yeah, so here at Lend Right Mortgage, uh, we've got a business model that is just a lot less expensive. So what that allows us to do is offer to our mortgage clients an interest rate that's at least as good or better in most cases than the local banks and credit unions without any closing costs. Uh, We cover all of those for you and we can get you the same or better interest rate. So it's a great way to refinance or purchase and save yourself several thousand dollars in closing costs. There was a time when interest rates We're in the sixes and the sevens, and people are excited about the fours and the threes, and now you're offering rates in the ones. That is a tiny number. Yeah, right now, uh, you've got kind of a limited time to get that because the Federal Reserve has announced that they're going to withdraw their stimulus that they've been putting into the market, and that's going to happen probably within the next two months. But we still do have rates on eight to 15-year terms as low as 1.75%. How do people get a hold of you if they want to know more about the uh, the Freedom Loan Program and rates and the ones? Yeah, the best way to do that is just uh, give us a call. Phone number is easy to remember. It's 801-APPROVE, or you can visit us on our website at LendRightMortgage.com. LendRightMortgage.com, LendRightMortgage.com, or 801-APPROVE. That's 801-APPROVE. Hey, Rod, thanks. Thank you. This, this this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. So I'm trying to get my phone to not call me Hans. All right, try it again. Don't call me Hans. Okay, what should I call you? Hans. You'd like me to call you Hats. Is that right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Hans. You'd like me to call you Pants. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing. Like Lance or Dance. 
What is my name, Google? Your name is Hans. Ah, stupid, dumb thing. Could you call me Hans Ned? You'd like me to call you handsome. Is that right? Well, it's better than Hans. Yeah. Catch Hans and Scotty every day, presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealer on 975-1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. Football Fridays are presented by Stonehaven Dental. At Stonehaven Dental, they say yes. Yes to free exams and x-rays for new patients and flexible opponents. Say yes to great dental care. Visit StonehavenDental.com to schedule an appointment. All right, question of the day. That was quite the weekend of college football there. Can you explain what you saw? The Utes sitting in first place in the Pac-12 South, the only team without a loss in conference play. It should be this way, though. The world is at their feet. Because they were picked second, but we didn't know USC was going to implode the way it did. So then you go to the next team, whatever the next team. Second place team's now in first place because you'll see fired the coach after two games. Yeah. I mean, we knew he was on the hot seat, but that was real quick. Yeah, and I think it was the wrong move. But nevertheless, it doesn't matter. I mean, it was the wrong move at the time. You want to do it before and after, I'm fine with it. But uh, nevertheless, they're, they're wasted. So the door is the door's never been this wide open for the Utes. Shane says, hopefully the Utes will keep winning until it counts, and then we all know what will happen. The problem is there's nobody out there that scares me. I guess they're just falling on the, the other two times they were in the Commerce title game. But the first time they had backups at multiple positions. And the second time they had Justin Herbert. Yeah. There's no Justin Herbert in this conference. You're not, you're not looking around seeing an NFL quarterback? No. Not just an NFL quarterback, but an above-average NFL quarterback mm-hmm. very quickly in his career. Well, starter. Yeah, a starter. Starter on a winning team. They didn't win yesterday, obviously, but a starter on a winning team is one thing to make it. I mean, guys make it. I think Jacob Mason's on a roster right. somewhere. Make it is one yeah, thing, yeah. and starting for a losing team is one thing. Start for a winning team, yeah. different level. So I don't see anybody out there that frightens me. See, the good thing about them at this stage being undefeated and the other two contenders, if you want to call them that, the Bruins and Devils with one loss, the Bruins and Devils are not going to go undefeated the rest of the way. So if they can beat the Bruins and have the tiebreaker, you, yeah, you so got the you mulligan. Can, then you can have a loss. Yeah. And... It's like you said, there's six games left, but it really feels like there's four because losing to right. Arizona or Colorado, right. you just can't. You watch those two play, you just can't see it happening. No, it won't happen. And we all know you can turn it over four times in a game and lose. Yeah, but you it can just, take, turn it over ten it. times and they'll still win. Oh, they turned it over six times one year against BYU and still won. So <laughs> they can do it. Those teams are, and, and Arizona has another quarterback injury. Cruz was out. So now they're down. They had three. Two of them have suffered season-ending injuries. What do you expect them to do? Lose. I mean, they've got no chance now, and that's a road game the second week in November. I mean, I mean, I love to pile on the cats as much as anybody, but let's be realistic here. The guy inherited a mess, and his two top quarterbacks are gone now. I mean, come on. It's, it's, it's a complete and total unfair judgment of them. And so Utes can turn it over as many times as they want. In fact, I would encourage them because there's a certain law of averages involved in turnovers. So have at it. <laughs> Turn over all you want then. So that way you can have only... five clean yeah. games because you yeah. have, like, BYU had five yeah. good ones and then they had to Boise State. Well, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever you're going to do the rest of the year, make sure so, you so turn some, over you know, cats. football. The law of numbers plays out in football, too, not just basketball. Matt Harpering, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> thank you. So, Man, I love that. So, 
they they basically have four games. Well, the other teams aren't going whatever, uh, however many they have left. I don't know. The Devils have a bye this week. I don't know if the Bruins have already had their bye. I can't remember. But they're going to lose multiple games. And it's not just that. There's nobody on the other side of the division, the conference, that worries me whatsoever. Nobody. Nobody. Everybody over there is already beaten, and 7-2 may win that division. And none of them are world beaters. I mean, I thought both times the Utes went into the conference title game, I thought they're the underdog. One, because of injury, and the next year because I thought the Ducks' offense was potent. And I didn't think it was going to be that potent, and I didn't think they were going to blow them out. They did. I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I had Oregon winning in a landslide. Not at all. Uh, But nevertheless, they did. They owned them that game. That was the worst game the Utes had played that day, the, the whole season. And I don't care about the bowl game afterward. Uh, there's nobody over there that worries me. So if I were Utah, I wouldn't say it because that's not who your football team can be. But for the fans, I would investigate some uh, reservation possibilities in Pasadena. I, I certainly would. You know, especially if you get in one that is cancelable. And you don't have any uh, cost to it? Yeah. Why wait? Set yourself up now. Yeah, because I, I think it's an extremely realistic possibility. Utah's all alone in first place. Utah State breaks a two-game losing streak. Now BYU has back-to-back losses. What do you make of all of that? And Brian says, things are getting back to normal around here. That's a Ute fan getting in his licks. Nothing wrong with that, man. You're a fan? Steven says, sounds like the perfect weekend to me. It's really crazy to think that they would go to the Rose Bowl in the year they lost to BYU. I tweeted that out a couple weeks ago. Well, yeah, after they beat SC, I think it was. I don't know. I always go back and delete my tweets. Uh, But I did tweet that out sometime. I think it was after the USC win. They could go to the Rose Bowl in a year that they lost to BYU. And if I'm a Ute fan, under the circumstances, I am completely and totally fine with it for a multitude of reasons. You weren't going to beat them every single year. The coaches blew it. They chose the wrong quarterback. And uh, the law of numbers sort of caught up to you. BYU is going to win eventually. Yeah. Look at all the rivalry games across college football. How many teams get nine-game winning streaks? Right. They should have won before now. It's amazing it lasted that long because they had a number of opportunities to get it done. They ah, didn't get it done. The two-point conversion. Yeah. So you lost to them. Well, if you're going to play them every year, and then you're not, but uh, you can play them, if you're gonna play them a times lot. in a 12-year period, you're, you're going to lose. It's just the way it is. It's a winner and loser in every game. I, I, so whoop-de-doo. It doesn't matter. The only thing that potentially matters is it could keep you out of the playoff discussion. If Utah runs the table, man, you could dream of what if. Now, you got the Rose Bowl, and that's a great consolation prize, but the way it's set up, it's not the number one goal. It's not the ultimate goal, depending on how you may reverse order your goals. You could have been in the Orange or Cotton Bowl. Yeah. In a playoff game. Yeah, but now you won't because you... you you blew it, man. You started the wrong kid. Man, I wish you would have sucked in that spring game. 
But it changed everything. <laughs> now, I don't have any problem bringing him on because you didn't know what Rising Health, Rising's health was going to be. But once Rising got healthy, and you need backup. Bringing him into the program isn't the problem. He sure was, because he wasn't going to be a backup. He proved that. He was not going to be a backup. If they'd announced Rising as a starter... He would have oh, left. He left He'd when left. he left three games into the season, so why wouldn't he have left earlier? So they had to bring in a backup, but it couldn't be him. <laughs> He's, but you were bringing in him in case... The shoulder surgery yeah, doesn't that, go well. That was re- a logical decision. The rehab doesn't go well. Which who knew? Right. He's 80% strength instead of 100%. Right. And right. He needs a second surgery to clean something up. Exactly. We've heard all those stories. Exactly. Yes. So the issue of originally bringing him in, and you can say this is second guessing, except I said it before they named it. I said it in training camp. This kid has swagger. I've used that word a hundred times. Way more than that. And I'm going to go to my grave saying, on my tombstone, he had swagger. So with all your confidence in his swagger, there were you fans who did not have confidence at halftime. Did you figure it was just a matter of time ASU was going to muck that thing up? Well, he Say that a, very carefully. He throws a pretty deep ball. <sighs> I, I don't know that I've ever seen a more overrated quarterback than Daniels. So hold on. Now, I got a 40-year history here. This, okay. is, this is not but last week. Hold on, because they're going to commit a penalty and they're going to drop a pass. That will happen. Yes. This is the definition of insanity to expect something other to happen or to have it not happen. It always happens. Well, two times it didn't, and they went to the Rose Bowl. And it's not even so much about the whole <laughs> two race. Times, two times out of 40. You got me there. You're right. <laughs> Thank you. There's a 5% chance. I'll take my They'll odds. pull it together. Right. But it's 21-7 at halftime. The U defense doesn't look good, and the U offense looks worse than that. Two things. You didn't think the Utes were a mortal lock to win the game at halftime. Okay, I'll tell you what I thought. I thought the first two possessions mm-hmm. would decide the game of the second half. Okay, yeah. You can so, see that. yes. Because you're not done down 14 to halftime in college football. No. We, we've seen that. It's two to nothing in baseball. Nobody makes a big deal about that. Right. The number of points, because you get more. Because you get more, but it's yeah. really three to one. They got three touchdowns, you got one. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. And college football is a sport where five is often a winning number. Certainly yeah. four or five is often a winning yeah. number. So it wasn't done, but it was also trending very poorly. Well, it wasn't trending at For all. The they weren't playing at halftime. Oh, come on. So, no, that's a reset. We've seen it a hundred times. The Utes have done it themselves as recently as the last game or the game before. I mean, San Diego State, it wasn't trending. There is no trending at halftime. It's over at halftime. Then you make adjustments. You come out. It's a brand new half. Especially in college football, there isn't necessarily continuation. If there was no halftime, maybe. But a halftime is a dead period. So then it starts up again. It's like two games in one. We've seen it a million times. So don't go, oh, come on me. It proved it just as much as recently as Saturday. So I thought, what does Utah do on their first possession? What do the Devils do on their first possession? Well, touchdown and a punt. Yeah, and the kid drops a first down pass. And I don't remember, but they probably had a penalty. (laughs) Well, they were 13. It's hard to remember that. You're undisciplined. You're not going to all of a sudden be disciplined now. 
It's, it, and, and it's like, there's a reason why a great hitter, we don't necessarily have great hitters anymore in the way we used to. Guys don't hit over 350. It used to be somewhat of a common occurrence, right? But nobody does that anymore because they're all swinging for launch angle and blah, blah, blah. But back in the days, it was like a great hitter rarely got called out on a third strike. Because the umpire's, well, he's a great hitter. He would have swung. Uh, pitchers get the close calls because they're great control pitchers. It's a true story. Right. Well, with the Devils, it was never better exampled than on the Britton Covey fair catch bobble it. They call, they didn't give Britton Covey room enough to catch the ball. He had friggin' 20 yards, but it's the Devils. They always commit penalties. Let's throw another one. Right? There was no way that... Now, it had no bearing on the game. I'm not saying that they lost because of the refs. My point is, everybody in the stadium knows that team commits a lot of penalties. So, if there's any doubt, throw it, because they commit a lot of penalties. Right? There was no way anybody was near Covey. They got near him when the ball started bobbling. And they tackled him. Yeah. Which you can do. But that's if not the what ball, they called. If the ball had hit the ground, then they could have hit him and dove for it. But that's not what yeah. they called. And then they gave the number of a guy who I don't even know was right. on the field. So I didn't the get point the is, number at all. Everybody in that stadium knows that team is going to commit penalties. And it's actually the definition of insanity to expect otherwise. So they're going to allow you to be in the game, particularly on the road, because both of their big penalty games were here in Utah on the road with big crowds and blah, blah, blah. They're obviously rattled. So surely, I thought, the, the first two possessions, and if that if they don't commit, commit a penalty, just hold on because they're probably going to drop a pass. <laughs> DJ and PK brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair, it's 2021, and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment, or visit www.utahhairmd.com. Ready, we go! The long decade of independence for BYU is finally over. Let's go! As the Cougars are Big 12 bound. Keep it locked on the Zone Sports Network for all the latest breaking news. As the Cougars make the transition to the Big 12, your home for the best coverage of college football in Utah is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Join the big show Thursday at the warehouse from 2 to 7 p.m. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Boom! <laughs> Wait a second. See if you're paying attention. Utah's all alone in first place. Utah State breaks a two-game losing streak. BYU's lost two in a row. What do you make of all of that? I'm perplexed. Reynolds never, Reynolds never goes on any missions at New Bottomus. What? I know, it's a weird <laughs> handle. BYU and Utah both <laughs> illustrated this weekend just how bad the Pac-12 South is. Oh, so what's that, a, a BYU fan who wants to discredit Utah? Well, they take a shot at BYU too. Maybe it's a Utah State fan. No. Or maybe it's some... Uh, no, it's a frustrated BYU fan. Oh, you think it is? Because they've lost two in a row now. Okay, I'll click on and it. And then Boise turns around and loses to Air Force. Ah! So, the horror. Right, so Boise isn't that good. And you, you let them get away at home. Not happening. Should have never happened. One thing to lose to Baylor. Maybe Baylor's really good. We'll have more info on Baylor in the coming years. Uh, 
but Boise now it's looking inexcusable. So I think it's a frustrated BYU fan. But so what? If you're playing in the Rose Bowl and you're the best of the best of the best of sucked, who cares? (laughs) Well, I guess as long as you don't get uh, annihilated and embarrassed in the Rose Bowl. Well, unless you're playing Ohio State, you're not going to (laughs) get annihilated or embarrassed. Not worried about anybody else? Getting Iowa, you, Iowa doesn't appear like they're ready to blow anybody out. They struggle to score. Annihilated embarrassed. You didn't yep. say lose. No, because I think, it's like you say, everybody right. loses a game. Right. It goes back and forth, and you get beat 31-24. Well, you got beat 31-24. Whereas, it's life. Right. Whereas they're going up and down the field on you, and you can't do anything right, and it's getting yeah, out of yeah, hand, and yeah. they're putting in their We've backups. Seen We've seen those yeah, games. That sucks. Right. That's emba- annihilated embarrassed. I agree with you. So, And you don't think Penn State, Michigan, or Michigan State can pull that off? Annihilate right now, and embarrass? Those yeah. are the two key words now going forward. <laughs> Annihilate and embarrass. <laughs> Put a stake in the ground. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm going to set Iowa side because they just don't score points. They're not going to beat anybody 40 to anything. They're, just, they're not scoring. Utah rarely gets annihilated and embarrassed. Right. They lose, but everybody loses. And it won't be, this won't be who gives a crap Oregon, bowl game. Oregon blew them out in the Pac-12. No, right. That and that's was, and, that and a I, shocker. And I set I those bowl games aside because it's not really you if multiple key guys don't play. That now you're no longer you. Your star players are going to the NFL one after another aren't playing. And you're so. not interested in competing. Mm-hmm. Every Pac-12 team that's lost the conference title game has lost the bowl game. But you go into the Rose Bowl another, this year, completely you'd be totally going animal. as a winner. Yeah, absolutely. There's no, play, there's no playoff team. You're not going to backdoor right. it after a conference Everybody loss. would be completely and totally fired up. So, no, I don't anticipate that if it were to happen. It's a long ways away, but no. Unless Ohio State stumbles again and doesn't get in the playoff. But my guess is they'll get in the playoff. Somehow, oh, we'll still find Alabama, yeah. Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Georgia. The, the polls are, I know they don't matter, but it's foreshadowing yeah. what is to come when the selection committee yeah. starts issuing their rankings. Find an excuse to move the one-loss teams up. They're in front of unbeaten teams in Power 5 leagues. They're in front of teams they've lost to. They want to move them up, so they're moving them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the we, voters are playing right along. <laughs> just... And obviously, uh, uh, Georgia and Oklahoma deserve it. Oklahoma's got this new stunning quarterback, and Georgia's defense is an iron curtain. Oh, I got no issues with Georgia, number yeah. one. That's not the point. The, the point is no, that, So you're playing for two bids. Yes. And Ohio State's going to get one of them, like they always do. <laughs> Will Bama get the other if they lose to Georgia and get a second loss? Uh, yes. Yeah, you got me there, so maybe. Yeah. Oh, you think they will? Two loss Alabama is going to get in. Well, if, if it's we haven't know, seen a two loss team if in there, yet. If there's, That's a, like if there's the a, line. a question, Real tight game. Yeah. If there's a if there's any question about what two loss team will get in, Texas will be San Antonio Bama. continues undefeated. Hey, go no. Roadrunners! <laughs> no, 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 no. Or Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina and Cincinnati. Grayson McCall. Welcome to the Cotton Bowl. Actually, I, I watched. The, I final. was watching Cincinnati. Just destroy Central Florida. I'm flicking back and forth because it was Saturday morning yeah. and you had uh, Oklahoma there. Oklahoma State, I mean. So I was watching. Then Oklahoma State is a team to watch out for too. Uh, but I only think there's going to be one out of the Big Twelve. It's either going to be it's going to be one of the Oklahomas. But Cincinnati looked awesome. They are legit. So I would love to see them get. I was in surprised there. you stuck with that game because they just. Well, I was. Out. I wasn't. I was just bouncing yeah. back and forth. 
checking in to see how many more touchdowns. Yeah, I, and scored. I changed over as the, as the other yeah. game got uh, more intense, but it was early to watch those uh, the Cincinnati because I wanted to get a feel for Cincinnati, and they looked really, really good. good. Yeah. DJ PK and Rod joining us from Landright Mortgage. They've got a freedom loan, closing costs, not something you got to worry about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just looking at uh, some of the local banks and credit unions and comparing their rates uh, here this morning. Uh, largest credit union in the state is at a 3% interest rate with over $7,100 in closing costs, where with LendRight Mortgage, we can get you a rate as low as 2.875% and cover 100% of your closing costs. So not only covering all the closing costs, but also getting you an eighth of a percent better on the interest rate. So over the life of the loan, that'll save you tens of thousands of dollars in the upfront closing costs plus the lower interest. So other lenders can't compete with this because they think people think, well, everyone's getting the, the, the money from the feds and then they all pretty much do the same thing, but everybody isn't doing the same thing. Yeah, that's the... The beauty of working with an independent mortgage broker is, is we we can shop the whole network of the best lenders in the country, and then we use our volume discounts to help get you a lower rate and fee combination that other lenders, they just can't touch it. All of our lending is digital. We do it everything online except for the actual closing at the very end. So our business model just allows us a lower cost of business, and we just pass that along to our clients. Saves them tens of thousands of dollars. And you're working with people who buy and people who refinance? Absolutely. Yeah, if you're buying, refinancing, need some cash out, want to consolidate debt, now is definitely the time to do it before the Federal Reserve stops their fiscal stimulus that has driven the rates down as low as they are right now. So definitely time to act if you're looking to buy or refi. So where do people uh, get a hold of you? What's the best way to do it? Yeah, we've got a great team that can take care of you. If you want to call us, uh, phone number is easy, 801-APPROVE, or you can visit us on the internet at LendRightMortgage.com. 801-APPROVE is the phone number to call. 801-APPROVE or LendRightMortgage.com. Thank you, Rod. Thank you.